Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. If our latest Aldrich Family episode was written in 2021, it would be all about posts and tweets. But in 1941, it was all about letters. Today's show is entitled The Pin Pal, and it originally aired on January 23rd, 1941. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! The Aldrich Family, written by Clifford Goldsmith and starring Ezra Stone. Entertainment for all the family, brought to you by Postum, a tempting, wholesome drink for all the family. Postum. Friends, welcome once again to a visit with the Aldrich family. And since this program is intended primarily for your amusement... We hope there's nothing to interfere with your sitting back and enjoying the fun. Of course, if something does interfere, if perhaps you're troubled by a touch of indigestion, we suggest that for the moment you be practical about it. Now, while you think of it, consider whether coffee may cause your indigestion, whether you wouldn't benefit by drinking Postum instead. You see, while coffee is popular with most people, and while many people can drink it without feeling distress, many others cannot. So by all means, if you think coffee upsets you, switch to Postum. For Postum contains no stimulants, nothing upsetting in any way. Just drink fragrant, flavorful Postum instead of coffee and see if before long your indigestion hasn't gone. See if you don't feel lots more human again after you give Postum a fair trial. There is a neat white house at 117 Elm Street in Centerville. It's the home of the Aldriches and an average American family. Their son, Henry, is typical of any teenage youngster. He's lively, adventurous, a real boy. Tonight we find Henry in the living room with his mother and father. But why do you say that, dear? Because, Mother, because I don't want to get mixed up with anybody. But, Henry, simply writing a letter to a girl doesn't mean you're in love with her. It could be taken that way. And I'm not even interested in her. You're not even interested in whom? In Doris Townsend, Father. When did you see her? I didn't see her. I had a letter, just an ordinary short letter from her. And Mother thinks I ought to sit right away and, and answer it. Well, Henry, I think she ought to know the truth. The truth about what? About me getting married. Getting what? Married. That's what the letter's about, Father. She says, Dear Henry, we happen to read in the centerville section of last evening's Middletown paper that a Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge announced the engagement of their son. Is this you? If so, Mother says congratulations. Father says who's the lucky girl. Sincerely, Doris. How did a thing like that get into the paper? It's a very simple mistake, Sam. The older dice boy over on Maple Street is going to be married sometime next spring. Oh. And that's why I think Henry should take the time to write to Doris. But, Mother, why don't we just put a denial in the paper? Then everybody will be satisfied. Henry, I think your mother would like you to write a letter. But, Father, I'm doing Nancy Adams right this minute. She's probably sitting over at her house wondering why I'm not there. 
And here I am here. But, Henry, by this time you could have had the letter written. Not and explain things properly, Mother. Henry, you're to write the letter tonight. Tonight? Now. Now? Now, Sanders, Nancy Adams is waiting. I don't think it's quite as important as that. I thought you wanted him to write it. I do, dear, but after all, why can't he be home by 9.30 and write her a postcard before he goes to bed? Yes, Mother, that's the least I can do. Are you sure you'll come home early? Yes, Mother. Alice, you don't think he ought to write it before he goes? Sam, Henry's promised to be here by 9.30. And gee, Father, you know me. When I promise to do a thing, I break my neck doing it. think so, Henry? Oh, sure, Nancy. You take any marriage. Gee, the average marriage, I think that when a person's... You know what I mean? Well, as a matter of fact, Henry... Well, I think they ought to have a diversity of interests. My, you've thought about this a lot, haven't you? It's just common sense. Suppose a man marries a girl and all they both like is the same thing. Like, take gardening, for instance. I don't know why I take gardening, but some people do. And they have one. I don't mean a little one, naturally. It's a big one. Lots of acres, like a, say, like a ranch. Did you know they raise cotton in Arizona? Who does? The people in Arizona. The married people? I guess both kinds. Why do you ask? I just wondered whether you know anyone out there. No, I just may go to school out there. Really, Henry? I know a boy that goes to school there. In Arizona? Yes, I had a letter from him just day before yesterday. Is that right? Would you like to have me get it and read you some of it? No, I... Don't believe I'd care to hear it. I'm sure you'd be interested, Henry. He writes beautifully. Well, the way I look at it, Nancy, if a person gets the idea he has to go all the way to Arizona to go to school, I don't think they deserve to have any state. You know what I mean? No, I don't. Well, you take a school. Suppose you're not crazy about it. It's not the fault of the government of the state, is it? No. Well, there you are. Your father's a taxpayer, isn't he? Yes. I never thought of it that way, Henry. Just a second while I answer the phone. Have you ever tasted peppermint crunch ice cream? No, I haven't. Why? They served it in the school cafeteria today. It was pretty good. Hello? Nancy, this is Homer. Is Henry there? Yes. Tell him I've got to speak to him. Henry! Is that my mother? It's Homer. He wants to speak to you. Oh, gee whiz. I can't even go visiting without his bothering me. Hello? Now listen, Homer. Henry, I'm in a terrible predicament. What's the matter? I'm over at your house and I want some help on our Latin assignment. Well, I can't come home just for that, Homer. But Henry, I have to have it. My father says I've been fiddling around too much in Latin. But gee whiz, I don't have to be home until 9.30 and even then I'm going to be very busy writing a postcard. All right, Henry, all right. If you want to put Nancy Adams in your correspondence ahead of my homework, all right. You mean you're going home again? No, I'll wait. But your father says to be here not a second later than 9.30. Well, gee, I'll be there. I've got plenty of time. So long. Henry, you through? Sure. I just ran up to get some of Dick's letters. Who's? Dick. You're so interested in Arizona, I thought you'd like to have me read some parts of them. Did he write all the letters in that bundle? My goodness, he's been writing ever since last Christmas when I met him. Oh. I don't think he's missed a week since then. Here's one about Arizona's irrigation ditches. To you? Yes. Very interesting. He says, My dear Nancy, did I see a ditch today? It began miles in back of me and came up to me and then went as far as the eye of man could reach. When one realizes that all of this was dug with human hands, it makes one proud to be a member of this human race of ours. After that, we went dancing, and I certainly wished you were there. They danced in the ditch? No. That was afterwards. And then he goes on to say... What? 
My goodness, I can't read you that. Oh. oh here's one. Well, well, Nancy, here I am writing again. Didn't you scream, Henry? You'd certainly die if you ever met him. Yeah. He's got a nice sense of humor. Your letter came this morning, and I read it at least... No, no sense in reading that. Now, let's see. I have your picture on my bureau. No. Oh, here's something interesting. Here's something wonderful. Yesterday, a crowd of us saw the Grand Canyon. Boy, is that something. Is he only interested in ditches? He's interested in everything, Henry. I'd let you read it yourself, only there's some rather personal things in it. Naturally. Of course. <clears throat> is that clock on the mantel right? Yes, I think so. Well, gee, I didn't realize it was nearly 8.35. You mean you have to go? I'll say I have. Why so early? Well... I've got to help Homer with his Latin, and then I've got to write a long letter. Oh. Boy, am I ashamed of myself. I bet there are at least four letters from her, from this person. I haven't even started to answer. I'm certainly glad you came over. She'll, the person, will be wondering what's been keeping me. Does she live very far away, Henry? No, just in Middletown. But her family's thinking of moving to California, and... Then, of course, my letters will have to be longer. Well, I'm awfully sorry you have to go. Good night, Nancy. And I, I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed hearing your correspondence. Wait a second, Homer, while I drop this postal card in the mailbox. It's a nice night, isn't it? Let's walk back to the house. Did you ever notice, Henry, when you look up at the moon, it looks as though the clouds were standing still and the moon is what's moving? So what? What's the matter with you, Henry? Nothing's the matter with me. Well, why'd you come home from Nancy so early for? Well, you want me to help you with your Latin, didn't you? She was... Do you know how many times she's... How many times she's gotten letters from him? Who's gotten what? Every week, Homer. Every week since last Christmas... All he talks about is ditches. Who? Oh. And in the meanwhile, she goes around leading other people on. Into ditches? Anybody think that just because somebody you happen to know casually is going to school where you aren't going to school, then gee whiz, he's pretty wonderful. Who is? Who cares how deep the Grand Canyon is? Do you? I ask you. I'm going home. Well, go ahead. And not only that, Homer, Nancy's been writing to this guy just as often as he's been writing to her. Oh, Oh, well, do you know what you ought to do, Henry? Why should I do anything? You ought to show her, though. All you have to do is write a letter to some other girl and leave it lying around where Nancy will see it. You're crazy. You talk as though I cared, Homer. But she'll eat right out of your hand, Henry. My own sister used to do it. She did? Sure, every week. Did it get results? Well, she's married, isn't she? <laughs> married? Just from that? Well, you don't have to let it go that far if you don't want to. The only trouble is I don't know of any other girl I'd want to write to. You don't have to. You aren't going to mail it. You're just going to write it and let Nancy see it. Now, how about this girl you just mailed the postcard to? Doris Townsend? Well, gee whiz, Homer, I could hardly get up enough interest to write that much to her. Well, I'll tell you what to say. I remember my sister's letters. Only when you write it, Henry, do it on your father's typewriter. Don't write it in your own handwriting. Why not? Because it isn't romantic enough. Okay, and I'll type it on some blue paper. Have some toast, Alice? No, thank you. Sam, I'm worried. Worried? 
Well, dear, I don't like to mention it, but this morning when I went in to make Henry's bed, I happened to see a letter he'd typed to Doris Townsend. I thought he was just going to send her a postcard. Well, so did I, Sam. I thought the whole thing was just a casual, ordinary bit of correspondence. Well? Well, Sam, I shouldn't have looked at it, but I couldn't help noticing that the letter began, My Darling Doris. What's that? That's what it said, Sam. I saw it with my own eyes. What else did he say? Well, naturally, dear, I didn't read any more. Why not? Well, because it was a personal letter. But it was your duty as a mother to read it. Well, if you must know, I did read the first sentence. <laughs> but that's all. What did it say? Your letters have been coming through regularly, and you will never know how they have changed my entire life. You mean that letter she wrote him wasn't the first one? No, dear. Apparently, that's why Doris Townsend was so concerned. She was afraid Henry really was engaged. You mean you think it's reached that point? I know it has. The only thing is, why did he insist last night that he didn't want to write to her? Well, that's obvious, Alice. He was trying to cover up that... Cover up Cover that... up what? I don't know. Well, Sam, I think it's time we did something. Do you see her, Henry? Sure, she's sitting right there on the school steps. And your letter's right in front of her. But what good will it do, Homer? You dropped it so darn far from her. I dropped it practically at her feet, Henry. And look, she's got it. She's reading it. She is? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is she going to get a shot? Didn't I tell you, Henry? The only trouble is, Homer, that isn't my letter. Mine's still on the ground. It is. Homer, can you see where the one she's reading is from? How could I? All I can see is it's a fat one. A fat one? Gee, I wonder... Do you suppose? Well, if it is from Arizona, don't let it get your goat, Henry. But, Homer, she doesn't have to read his letters right here on the school grounds. Wouldn't you think she'd have some loyalty to our school? Look, Henry, she's standing up. Oh, boy. She's leaning over. She's... Well, gee whiz, she's only tying her shoelace. Homer, is she blind? She's even stepping on my letter. Now she's going into the building. Quick, Henry. Why? Your letter's blowing away. Well, gee whiz, Homer, you go that way and we'll corner it. Hurry up. I'm hurrying. <laughs> Where is she, Homer? She's right there in the corridor, talking to Eleanor Wentworth. Do you think she saw you when you slipped my letter into her coat pocket? How could she? I was talking too fast. Well, she certainly can't miss this one. And I think it's better than the letter that blew away yesterday. Look, look, Nancy's walking away. Well, she, she puts her hand in her pocket. All my troubles will be over. One thing is, Homer. Why? Isn't that my letter sticking out of Eleanor's pocket? Where? Listen, Homer, did you put that in the wrong pocket or the wrong coat? I didn't know they were standing that close together. I saw a pocket and I dropped it in. Well, we've got to get that away from Eleanor. I can get it away from her, Henry. We'll just catch up with her, and as we pass, we'll both gently bump into her and I'll grab. Okay, Homer, but don't trip her. Quiet, Henry. Do you want her to hear us? I'm not talking too loud, Homer. Come on now. We'll give her the brush off. Well, gee whiz. Hello, Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Oh, gee whiz. Homer Brown, did you hurt yourself? Homer. Oh, I'm awfully sorry if I turned like that. I'm going into the girls' coat room here. I know, but Eleanor... Let me pick up my books, Henry. But Eleanor, wait, wait. Henry, don't follow her in there. You'll be expelled. Wondering. After all, if I were a boy and knew a girl as nice as Doris Townsend, I think I'd want a picture of her. Wouldn't you, Sam? Uh, wouldn't I what? Like a picture of Doris Townsend. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I wouldn't. I just... I just... You just what? I just don't think I like any girls. Not any? No, Father. Good, that's fine. Uh, didn't I hear you using my typewriter upstairs just a few minutes ago? Yes, Father. What was it you were typing, dear? Why, 
Just something I was doing over. I typed it night before last, and it blew away yesterday. Then I did another last night, and that got lost today. Through an error. I see. Homework, dear? Why, in a way, you might say it was sort of homework. I was talking with Nancy Adams' mother today. She, she says Nancy's writing to some boy out in a school in Arizona. She is? If I were you, I'd take a little interest. Well, I'm not going to waste my time on her, Mother. You'll never find a nicer girl. Gee whiz, Father, I have other things to think about besides just girls. Gee whiz, I've got a lot of other things on my mind. Where are you going, dear? Just upstairs and do a little... do a little typing. Sam. Well? Do you think he ought to come right out and forbid his writing any more letters to Doris Townsend? Now, Alice, let's not make matters any worse than they are. It's much better to be subtle about it. You can't tell. He may be up in his room right this minute wondering whether Doris Townsend is worth it. That's the way a boy's mind operates. Well, of course, dear. You know more about it than I do. Oh, Butch. Butch Welch. What do you have, Eleanor? Butch, did you lose a letter? No, why? You didn't. Don't you go around with a girl over in Middletown by the name of Doris Townsend? Sure, I take her out practically every weekend. Well, I don't know how it got there, but I found this letter addressed to her in my coat pocket, and I thought it was probably yours. Let's see it. Here you are. Well, listen, this isn't any kind of a joke, is it? Oh, no. My darling Doris. Say, what is this? Who's it from, Butch? Who wrote it? But getting back to Earth, I hope someday I can show you the Mississippi, which is 2,470 miles long... Reaching at some point to a width of four miles. What? Hey, what I want to know is who wrote this? Where's the end? Have you ever noticed on a moonlight night how the clouds seem to stand still and the moon zooms along at a breathtaking pace? That's how I think of you. Oh. Oh, so that's who wrote it. Who did write it? Never mind. He isn't going to live long anyhow. <laughs> Well, poor Henry is certainly having a tough time getting the right letter to the wrong girl. And whether he ever will manage it is more than I know. But I do know, ladies and gentlemen, that if you'd like to get the right mealtime drink for your family, you really shouldn't miss all the grand things that Postum has to offer you. Believe me, you'll enjoy a good hot cup of Postum for the same reason millions enjoy it. Just because Postum tastes so downright good. Yes, when you pour yourself a steaming cup of Postum and add just a dash of cream and sugar to it, you have a drink that's so tempting in fragrance, so unusually delightful in flavor, that you keep wondering why you never thought of trying it before. Just don't expect Postum to taste like coffee, any more than you'd expect coffee to taste like tea. For naturally, the goodness of Postum is the goodness of a distinctive flavor. A flavor that puts the mmm in Postum. So enjoy delicious hot Postum tomorrow, and be sure to make enough for the young folks to enjoy too, because Postum is a drink for all the family. Just as your family will be all for Postum. Now, getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich, in an attempt to make Nancy Adams jealous, Henry has typed several letters to another girl. But instead of mailing them, he has tried to leave them around where Nancy would find them. So far, however, he has been totally unsuccessful and has lost all of the letters he's written. The scene opens now in the typing room at Central High School. Oh, 
Homer, have you any idea where the A would be on this typewriter? Why can't you find it yourself? Haven't you ever seen the typewriters in this classroom? The keys don't have any letters on them. Well, what good are they, then? Oh, gee whiz. Did you get an A? It's a W. Homer, what word is there that begins with W that means the same thing? As what? As angel. Why don't you just make it winged angel? Winged? My winged angel? Sure. Where where do you think the eye would be? Used to be around here somewhere. Are you making plenty of carbon copies this time, Henry? Sure, look out. Oh, gee. Did you get an I? An H. Now what am I going to do? I've got W-H. Why don't you make it white-winged angel? Yeah, that's nice. The only trouble is, Homer, if we don't find it this time, we're really stuck. Hello, Sam. Yes, Alice? Sam, I'm sorry to call you away from the office, but I want you to come home right away. What for? Well, Doris Townsend's mother is here. What's on her mind? I can't tell you on the phone, dear, but the sooner you come home, the better. She's terribly upset. Yes? I'll come over right away, Alice. But remember this. No matter what she says, the girl is probably just as much to blame as Henry is. Homer, are you sure she finally found my letter? Yes, Henry. I put it right in her lunchbox, right on top of her lemon pie. Are you sure she didn't tear it up or anything? Why should she? A letter written by you to another girl that you're calling a white-winged angel? Well, it took me darn near a week to get it to her. All you have to do now, Henry, is go home. By Monday, Nancy will be eating out of your hand. By Monday? Well, that's the way it works with my sister. Henry! Oh, gee whiz. Hello, Eleanor. Hello, it's Nancy, Henry. Henry. Oh, Henry, I've been looking all over for you. For me? Hi, Nancy. Gee, do you look worried? Well, in a way, I am. I've got something here that belongs to Henry, and I'm quite sure he'd want it. Something of mine? Something of Henry's? Yes, and I haven't the slightest idea how I got it. It's this letter you wrote to somebody. Oh. Oh, yes. But I didn't read it, Henry. I know you'll probably think I did, but I give you my word that I didn't do any more than just look at it to see whose it was. You didn't? Why not? Well, bye, Henry. I'm awfully glad I happened to find you. Goodbye. Thanks very much for giving it back to me. That's a fine thing, Homer. That's a fine thing. Well, what's she got against reading somebody else's mail? After all, if all she cares about is that fellow in Arizona, why should I... There are other girls besides Nancy Adams. Sure there are. That's what I say. Sure there are. She isn't so wonderful. Hiya, fellas. Hello, Willie. Hello. Miss Eggleston wanted me to give you your English papers. You've got mine? Sure, here. Here, Henry. And boy, you better watch out if Butch Wells sees you. Why should I worry about him? Well, didn't you write a letter to his girl in Middletown? Who, me? Sure, to Doris Townsend. It's all over school. Butch knows Doris Townsend? Why not? She's so steady, isn't she? Is that right? And gee, he's the biggest guy in school, Henry. Well... I'd like to see him start something. Henry, how much did you get on your English? C plus. C plus? Listen, Homer, how did Miss Eggleston get this? What is it? It's one of my darn letters to Doris Townsend. How did you happen to hand that in? She says, interesting, but why didn't you stick to original theme instead of dragging in the Mississippi? Well, that's a fair enough criticism. You know, Henry, I'll bet your letters are lying around all over this school. I'll say. Henry, look out. Here comes Butch Welch. Butch? Hey, Henry. Now, wait, Butch. It was all a mistake. Mistake my eye. Come here. Write him a letter, Henry. All right, Aldrich. Hey, Butch, let go of me. What's the idea of trying to cut me out with Doris Townsend? I didn't. You're twisting my arm. Yeah? Hey, Butch, let go of Henry. Go sit down. You make me. Gee whiz. <laughs> Butch! You gonna keep away from my girl? Now, listen, Butch. 
How do you like that? Oh, gee whiz. Now write her another letter and tell her what I did to you. You want me to help you up, Henry? Henry. Is that you, Nancy? What happened to you? We're looking for something down here. What was Butch Welch doing to Henry? To me? He was. He wasn't doing anything. Well, my goodness, Henry, your folks just phoned the main office and they said you're to come right home the very minute school's out. I wonder what that could be about. I don't see why you have to feel that way about it, Henry. After all, Butch is three times as big as you. Did you brush the back of my coat home? Sure, your folks won't notice a thing. Henry! Yes, Mother, where are you? I want you to come into the living room. Your father and I want to have a talk with you. A talk with I, Mother? Yes, Henry. Has something gone wrong, Father? How did you tear your coat pocket? Oh, that? That? Well, gee whiz. Oh, my dear, would you mind leaving the room? You want me to go? We do. Please go up to Henry's room until we're through. Couldn't I wait out in the kitchen? You could not. Please go upstairs. Yes, Mrs. Aldrich. I'll wait up there. Now then, Henry. Yes, Father. Your mother wants to have a talk with you. Sam, I think you're the one that should have a talk with him. Aren't you the one Doris Townsend's mother talked to? Doris Townsend's mother? Yes, dear. She's been here. That would be putting it mildly. What? Henry, Doris Townsend was never so upset in her life. She's upset. She's upset. Over the letters you've been writing her. How did she get any of those? What do you mean, how did she get any of them? Haven't you been writing her? I've been... I've been... Look, Father... Have you been writing her? Yes, sir, I've been writing her, but I haven't been mailing them. What have you been doing with them? I've been losing them. (laughs) Henry, don't be absurd. But I have, Mother. If you didn't intend mailing them, why did you write them? Because... They were written to be read by someone, weren't they? Yes, sir, but not by Doris Townsend. Then by whom, dear? Look, Mother, I know you won't believe it, but there are copies of my letter all over Central High School. What do you mean by that? Father, this English paper is a very good example. You mean you failed in English? No, I got a C-plus for it. Let me see it. Now, Alice, don't let him evade the issue. We're talking about his letters. But, Sam, this is a letter. To Doris Townsend? Yes, dear. That's what Henry's been trying to tell us. He wrote those letters for English. He never intended to mail any of them. Did you, dear? Well, look, Mother. Of course you didn't. It's as clear as day, Sam. Well, why did Doris Townsend's mother have to get so upset over a composition? That's exactly what I wondered. Sam, I'm going to the phone and tell her. And give her my regard. Hey, Henry. Henry. There's your composition, Henry. Oh, am I interrupting the lecture? You are not interrupting anything, Homer. Only, Henry, next time see to it that you get more than a C+. Plus. Yes, Father. Henry, you know that letter Nancy handed back to you? Yeah. Well, that isn't one of your letters. Whose is it? It's a letter she wrote to the guy in Arizona. From her? Do you mind if I see what it says? Wait, Homer, that letter wasn't meant to be read. What do you mean it wasn't? It isn't even sealed. She said... Now listen, Homer, give that to me. Oh, boy. Homer. Oh, boy. Homer. Oh, boy. Are you... Are you reading it all, Homer? The whole thing's about you. About me? She says you're one of the nicest, sweetest boys she's ever known. Who, me? Henry, you're one of the nicest, sweetest boys she's ever known. Now, wait, Homer. She said that about me? Well, gee whiz, can you imagine that? Henry Aldrich will be back in just a moment. In the meanwhile, folks, a reminder of the double-barreled reason why you like Postum. For one thing, you like it if coffee upsets you. For another, you like it just because Postum tastes so swell. It's a grand, tempting drink for all the family. So get Postum from your grocer tomorrow. (laughs) 
No, Mother. I'm, I'm sure I don't feel well enough to go to school today. But, Henry, you'll miss some very important work. No, I won't, Mother. I won't miss a thing. All we were going to do today, anyhow, is read our English compositions in front of the class. And I never felt so low in my life. Here is a popular Christmas suggestion. In addition to your other presents, give United States defense bonds and stamps. Make patriotism a part of your giving. The money you spend for defense bonds helps to resist tyranny and oppression, helps keep the spirit of Christmas alive in this country. So buy defense bonds and stamps, and keep on buying them for yourself and for your friends this Christmas. Be sure to listen again next week to the Aldrich family, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with your favorite youngster, his family, and his pals. The Aldrich family, starring Ezra Stone, is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Original music is composed and conducted by Jack Miller. This is Harry Von Zell saying, you will enjoy fragrant, flavorful Postum. And remember, Postum contains no stimulants. It cannot give you indigestion. Good night. Did you notice that the sponsor of the Aldrich family was Postum? In this episode and not jello well it really is the same sponsor because they were both owned by general foods now just in case you are not familiar with postum here is what it says on the website postum.com and that's spelled p-o-s-t-u-m dot com postum.com what is postum well postum is worry free according to the website three simple natural ingredients can put your mind at ease roasted wheat bran wheat and molasses are all that we need to make a delicious coffee replacement no preservatives no caffeine no gmos relax with a cup of postum any time of the day now here's a little history from the same website in 1895, the first batch of Postum was made by C.W. Post. Now, you know Post cereals, right? You know, Post grape nuts and all that. Okay, it was made by C.W. Post in a small white barn in Battle Creek, Michigan. Little did he know that his cereal beverage would become a mainstay in American cupboards, celebrated for its roasted flavor and its association with warmth, comfort, and family tradition. Postum was introduced as the first product in the new Postum Cereal Company, which became General Foods in 1929. Attracting a large following of loyal users, Postum became the top-selling coffee alternative and other caffeinated beverages. During World War II, Postum's popularity soared as Americans sought a coffee replacement, which was being rationed. Like so many others before them, these new families tried Postum and loved it. In 2007, the beloved brand was discontinued when Kraft acquired Postum through General Foods. Postum lovers responded with a passionate campaign to bring back our Postum, using online petitions, blogs, and websites to garner support. Their voices were heard loud and clear. In 2012, the coffee substitute Postum was purchased by Eliza's Quest Foods of Charlotte, North Carolina. The company was founded by June and Dale Rust, two longtime Postum users who grew up with it in their families and who appreciate the deep emotional connections with the brand. So, 
raise a mug, and toast the return of an old friend because Postum is back using the same original recipe used by C.W. Post. Here's one last interesting note from their website. From the start, Postum advertising was as unique as the beverage itself. CW Post was a pioneer in using coupons, samples, and product demonstrations to encourage purchase. The coffee alternative was also known for its feisty crusade against the dangers of caffeine using the slogan, There's a Reason. One campaign featured an evil villain named Mr. Coffee Nerves, who appeared in print ads and radio commercials. Well... A lot about Postum. There's some pictures on our website, classiccomedyotr.com, along with today's show notes of a an advertisement for Postum and a picture of the can that Postum came in in 1938, which is pretty close to today's show date of 1941. Well, please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Monday for another episode of The Aldrich Family and check in on Wednesday for the next installment of The Bob Hope Show. Until next time, in the words of Snoopy from the Peanuts comic strip, you can't hurry love or pizza, especially pizza.